Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. This is 2023 Best of and Unheard Bits. So far, part three. In this episode, you will hear some of our favorite moments, plus some bits that didn't quite make the initial airings. Joining me tonight are Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, Chip Jones, Ward Morrow, Joshua Postel, Al Casalia, and Nicole Blessing. Since the previous episode recording, Donald Trump has been indicted for multiple crimes in multiple jurisdictions, but I'll do what his legal team wants to do. Delay dealing with them until later in this episode. (laughs) Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell froze when he was asked if he was going to run for re-election in 2026. To be fair, he was probably thinking whether he was going to still be alive then. (laughs) 
Lauren Boebert was escorted from a theater during a live performance for vaping, singing, and recording during the show. How embarrassing, her getting kicked out, and she wasn't even with someone who was exposing themselves in public. (laughs) (laughs) And the show was a musical about Beetlejuice. It's a kid's show. If she doesn't want to be associated with socializing with predators, she shouldn't be hanging around at a place for kids. (laughs) I have a theory that she went to see the Beetlejuice musical because Beetlejuice's teeth are like those of her supporters. (laughs) Chuck Todd officially stepped down as the moderator of Meet the Press. And he bid farewell in a rather sentimental uh, goodbye on social media. In return, of course, he faced a brutal roast from the Internet who wished that he not so much as step down from the role of moderator as step off a curb in front of an oncoming truck. (laughs) Robert F. Kennedy Jr. wanted to debate Dr. Peter Hotez on the efficacy of vaccines. Dr. Hotez won't do it presumably because it's impossible to get 90 minutes out of vaccines work and you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) A lot has been happening literally right before we started recording. Kevin McCarthy was ousted as Speaker of the House uh, in a floor vote. Uh, Of course, we don't know what's going to happen by the time uh, this episode does drop. So uh, to cover all contingencies... I want to thank you for tuning in and missing the 38th floor vote for Speaker of the House. <laughs> Congratulations, Speaker Matt Gates. Oh, Congratulations, Speaker Lauren Boebert. <laughs> Congratulations, Speaker the Corpse of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> I think that covers everything. <laughs> this is known as a as a historic. Uh, motion and a historic vote because we've never ousted a speaker of the house before it's also historic in another way and that this is the first time that matt gates has been obsessed with someone over the age of 18 (laughs) (laughs) donald trump was in a new york city court on monday for his fraud trial there some commentators said they felt bad for his lawyers who looked pained at being in that court with him considering all of his legal woes There is one person I'll feel bad for, the guy who has to do the cavity search on Trump when he goes to prison. And they have to remove all the compacted Big Macs that he didn't pass. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Donald Trump Jr.'s Twitter account was hacked. There was a post saying his father had died and that he was now running for president. That was soon followed up by a post saying that Joe Biden was, quote, a bitch-ass N-word, which indicates he had gotten his Twitter account back. (laughs) Florida has a new COVID outbreak brought on by that state's governor, Ron DeSantis, urging people not to get their updated booster shots. How embarrassing for that state to have a virus spread, and it's not caused by the people who make the bang bus videos. Before the second Republican debate that aired on Fox last week, it became apparent that they were desperate for advertising revenue following their loss in the Dominion lawsuit. They ran an actual Biden-Harris campaign ad 
on Fox, an ad that wasn't produced by the Babylon Bee. Mm. That's how desperate they are. Mm. Uh, the Fox commentators said that uh, Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy were expected to be the targets of the debate. So it's a normal Republican event. Everyone ganging up on the non-white people. <laughs> a lot's happened this past week on the domestic front anyway. Patrick McHenry became interim speaker of the House following the removal of Kevin McCarthy. And his first act was to demand that Speaker Emerita, Nancy Pelosi, vacate her hideaway office. I don't know what he's thinking. He's a temp. She's senior staff. <laughs> his next step will be reheating fish in the microwave. <laughs> McCarthy's tenure as speaker lasted nine months. So technically... Republicans did carry something to full term. <laughs> Democrats, liberal groups, and immigration activists were angry at Biden this week because he used some Homeland Security funds to build a section of the wall on the border with Mexico. How it works is these funds were allocated uh, a couple years before while Trump was still in office solely for the purpose of a wall on the border to keep out supposed foreign invaders. So if Biden technically keeps that in mind, he could build a wall around Mar-a-Lago, Nick DiPaolo's studio, and Joe, Rog and Joe Rogan's home. <laughs> Steve Scalise announced he would step aside as a candidate for Speaker of the House. Imagine being a party that's so racist that you look at a guy who compared himself to the guy who once led the Ku Klux Klan and think, mm, he's not quite what we're looking for. <laughs> Steve Scalise was discarded by the Republican conference so fast that when he was shot years ago, his colleagues thought he was at a school. <laughs> you won't hear that on Pod Save America. <laughs> Jim Jordan initially decided he was not going to stand for speaker before he changed his mind and decided to run again. That's historic in that that's the first time he abandoned something that had nothing to do with a sexual abuse victim. <laughs> Given his history as a wrestling coach, Jim Jordan's first bill, should he become speaker, will be to mandate all EBT recipients fight in the octagon for a package of ramen. <laughs> in most workplaces with this level of frustration, your coworkers would be quitting en masse. That won't happen because if just a few Republicans leave, then the Democrats technically will be in the majority. And then Hakeem Jeffries will be elected speaker and Republicans will do anything to stop another brown person from being in the presidential line of succession. <laughs> this is fitting that given Jim Jordan's collusion with Donald Trump following the 2020 election, it's karma that Democrats are blocking a certified win for Jim Jordan. <laughs> Colorado Congressman Ken Buck said he would only support a speaker who acknowledged that Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Jim Jordan was, of course, endorsed by Donald Trump, so maybe he's afraid that if he agrees to Ken Buck's condition, it would be like looking into the Ark of the Covenant and having his face melt and implode, which is another thing Jim Jordan would have in common with the Nazis and Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy announced he will not play a role in the speaker vote. That makes sense, as that's like having O.J. Simpson as a marriage counselor. <laughs> and this... <laughs> In this excerpt from a news conference shortly after the vote, Kevin McCarthy details his rise to a brief hold on the pinnacles of American legislative power. Good evening, all. You know, 
President Abraham Lincoln once said, I'm an optimist because I don't see any other way. If you ever come to my office, you'll see the portraits of Lincoln and Reagan. And I firmly believe if Reagan gave us advice, he would say, if you believe your principles bring people greater freedom, you should be happy about it. I've always been, I've always been excited that I've been a happy conservative. But I've always believed that I've been so fortunate to be an American. My journey to this office was something people wouldn't understand. I grew up in a town of Bakersfield, California, the son of a firefighter, the grandson of immigrants. Parents worked hard, the youngest in my family. Didn't have great wealth and got out of high school, I didn't have great grades. Couldn't get a scholarship, went to community college. Flipped cars to try to pay my way through it. Went to visit some buddies away to college for a weekend, stopped at the grocery store to cash a check, and I won the lottery. One of the first in California. It was before Biden economics. It was only 5,000, but it went much further back then. Took my folks to dinner, put the majority of the rest of the money into the stock market, and did pretty well. The next semester, I took a break from school. I went to buy a franchise, but no one said they would sell me one. I was only 20 years old. But I learned then never to give up. So I opened my own business, selling sandwiches. Three things I learned. First to work, last to leave, last to be paid. I wanted to finish my college degree. At that time, no one in my family had finished a four-year degree. I did pretty well. I now had enough money that I could pay my way through school as long as I went to Cal State. So I sold my business, going to school. I opened up the local paper and said, be a summer intern in Washington, D.C. with my local congressman. I did not know this man, but I thought he'd be lucky to have me, so I applied. And you know what he did? He turned me down. But you want to know the end of the story? I got elected to a seat I couldn't get an internship for. I ended up being the 55th Speaker of the House. One of the greatest honors. I loved every minute. I'm not sure he loved every minute. No. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure most minutes he did not love. In fact, and it took him 15 rounds to get there. So he missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> My Plus, God. I, I think the reason that he identifies with Lincoln so much is he's jealous because Lincoln's career ended with him getting shot in the head. <laughs> And he's still alive. But I'm not also, what was the, no, people would not believe the story. It's a regular story. You, you're, you know, you woke up, and you grew up in this country. Your parents did some form of work. You went to school. Like, it's the same story that most of us have. Except for one part of it. He won the lottery. <laughs> But he won $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this is the biggest white privilege story I've ever heard. <laughs> and, and he stands for nothing. I mean, he's, right. you know, he bends whatever way he needs to. Except this time, he, he broke. <laughs> Somebody broke him. Yeah. To say the Republicans were dismayed at their low number of wins and the absence of a red wave is an understatement, as we can see in this clip from MSNBC's midterm election coverage. 
Garrett Hake, um, NBC News reporter par excellence, decided this evening that he would spend this evening at the watch party at Kevin McCarthy headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, can't hear you over the din. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty clearly not the party that Kevin McCarthy and House Republicans thought they would be having tonight. The bar's been open for three hours. They're playing, I think it's Doobie Brothers right now over the speakers. But as you can see behind me, this is no victory party yet. You know, we've been watching the results come in from so many of these races that were perceived as bellwethers for how the night could go, whether they were reach races for Republicans, like Rhode Island 2, where Republicans have been making the case over this last week that they thought they had a decent chance to send the first Republican to Congress from Rhode Island from 30 years. That didn't happen. The Abigail Spanberger race did not go their way. As it says right behind that podium, take, take back the House. Is it painted or projected? Because if it was projected, they could just turn off the projector. But if it's painted, they're going to have to put up a tarp. It is a screen. It is, uh, it is projected, so we okay. could put anything on it. I wonder if one of the things that didn't happen at that watch party was everyone there just putting Kevin McCarthy on the stage and projecting that take back the house thing on his backside after giving him a wedgie. Like, I wonder <laughs> if that was, I wonder if that was part of the program. What did the Doobie brothers do to deserve being played there? Oh, I'm sure they put a cease and desist immediately after. <laughs> I would hope so, but is anyone from the Doobie Brothers even still alive? Yes. Michael yeah. McDonald. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll re-record for, the, for if they want to be at the next McCarthy party, they can re-record one of their hits and it'll be, whoa, whoa, listen to the losers. Really? <laughs> 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 nice. I say we should do that at the end of the show as part of our usual musical segment that somehow always gets cut out. <laughs> the analysis of such an historic event is usually reserved by professional journalists and those employed by companies with a broadcast license. However, in the days when anyone can get a platform to say anything they want, we get very unique perspectives, like this one on TikTok. For the first time in American history, and on the 124th day of me being a non-smoker, the Speaker of the House was just fired by Congress. Yeah, they just held the vote, and he's been fired. Let me refresh Wikipedia. There it is. Kevin McCarthy was the 55th Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, and after a vote where 208 Democrats and 8 Republicans voted to fire him, Kevin McCarthy now is no longer the Speaker of the House. The House is currently on recess because they're all children. And then they're going to eventually announce who the new spe the temporary speaker is. You got like a substitute uh, speaker? I don't know. Listen, all these rules were written a very long time ago by men who wore powder wigs, tights, and were covered in lice. I would like to point out that our Constitution was written in 1787. 70 years later, we invented toilet paper. Toilet paper wasn't invented until 1857. And then we didn't even get two-ply toilet paper until 1942. But from 1787 until 2023, a United States Speaker of the House was never removed from power via vote. And I just watched it on a live stream. On a fucking live stream. The rules to fire this man were written before we had radios. 
And I just watched this on a live stream on my phone. And then I pulled up my computer, hit F5, and it said who who served instead of who is serving on Wikipedia. My God. Woo. (laughs) I would love to have seen that guy's real-time reaction to (laughs) 9-11. Was he, was part of it, he was incredulous that he could hit F5? And see it happen in real time. <laughs> it wasn't sure what he was more amazed about there. <laughs> I mean, it was just like so many other historic events. I hit F5 and the <laughs> Titanic is under the water. <laughs> I actually didn't even know F5 did that. So <laughs> I, I definitely didn't know that. So I learned something. <laughs> well, follow Pearl, it, it, you see, Gina, if you follow Pearl Mania 500 on TikTok, yes. you know these things. <laughs> it sounds like I would know a lot of different things. Right. <laughs> I follow that guy. I love him. And I didn't even know about the F5. Uh. <laughs> TikTok and this podcast are educational. I keep telling Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Without a Speaker of the House, Congress can convene and approve the minutes of previous meetings, but basically be a non-functioning entity that serves no purpose and will have no impact on future events. In other words, it has the same effect as a comedy festival where the comedians pay for a chance to perform. (laughs) In this video, we can see the entirety of a House session without an elected Speaker. All rise. The House will be in order. The prayer will be offered today by the guest chaplain, Reverend John Kellogg, Christ Church, Washington Parish, Washington, D.C. Let us pray. Loving God, who stills our storms and soothes our hearts, be with everyone this evening who waits or works in uncertainty. Give us hope for the future, courage to endure what cannot be avoided, and the resolve to be the equal of whatever lies ahead. You are God, and we need you. Amen. The chair has examined the journal of the last day's proceedings and announces to the House the approval thereof. Pursuant to Clause 1 of Rule 1, the journal stands approved. The Pledge, of Allegiance, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance will be led by the gentlewoman from Pennsylvania, Ms. Scanlon. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Without objection, when the House adjourns today, it adjourns to meet at noon tomorrow. And without objection, the House stands adjourned until noon tomorrow. We'll be back in session tomorrow. I love that that woman at the end uh, doing the voiceover for C-SPAN. Like, that's how short that clip was. She was like, oh, shit, it's over. And then she has to go and quickly read her copy. And and uh... <laughs> I resent 
paying <laughs> these folks from our respective monies. I, right. I resent paying them to get, you know, a, a prayer that they can do themselves and a pledge right. to what? Like, I'm so confused. So you, you want a number like Comcast where you can call and get a refund? You tell them you didn't have service. You, didn't have, you don't have service for this amount of weeks. I want my money back. This yeah. is why other countries make fun of us. <laughs> yeah. But this is one of several reasons. <laughs> Although, Chip, what uh, which organization do you think would be harder to get money from Comcast or Congress? I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's the toss up right De there. Definitely. Right. Definitely Congress. <laughs> wow. My money's on Comcast. So to speak. I, I agree with that. <laughs> I, I Comcast. I, well, I've got money back from Comcast. I, I, Congress. <laughs> I've, I've never gotten money back from Congress. <laughs> <laughs> All politicians and candidates for office rely on walk-up music once they are introduced to the crowd. But Trump seems to put too much into his song choices, as is demonstrated here. From the lakes of Minnesota. Let's listen to that song. Across the plains. From sea to shining sea. Detroit down to Houston. What you don't see at the end of that video is he had to rush to get to the podium because he was about to orgasm after hearing that song. <laughs> so gross. He's like the anti, the irony is he's like the anti-American patriot, like just from businesses abroad to like not serving, not, I mean, he's the, he's the opposite. <laughs> Right. His companies, even before he ran, threatened to run for office, were making clothes in China. Right. Well, and, and then when he tells General Kelly at Arlington Cemetery about his about General Kelly's son, that, oh, you know, they're all suckers. And what was in it for them? I mean, and then he's proud to be an American. Well, it, you know, I think an awful lot of people in Arlington are turning over in their graves and their families would be, too. I mean, they, they often said that you know, the left were all, you know, anti-military, anti-law enforcement, not anymore. I mean, if you're pro-military or pro-FBI pro and law enforcement intelligence community, you can't possibly be supporting this guy. And finally, the cheapening of the modern Republican Party didn't start with Donald Trump, but well before, as we can see in this cringe performance from The Masked Singer. The first singer of Group C to be unmasked is... Bear! Oh! The Masked Singer reveals its latest mystery performer. 
Last night was the first round of performances from Group C. Fans were introduced to six new singers, the Astronaut, the Rhino, the Swan, the T-Rex, the Night Angel, and the Bear. The colorful bear bounced along to Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. But the act didn't win over voters, so the bear had to say bye-bye. In the end, the mystery singer was former Alaska governor and vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin. This is the weirdest thing I've done, that's for sure. But it's all about fun. It's unity. This is all good. This is something that our country needs right now, too. Wow. Then Sarah closed out the show with another unbearable performance of Baby Got Back, right before President Trump took over the airwaves to address the nation on the global coronavirus pandemic. Now, that was recorded and produced right before the pandemic. So I'd like to think that, not saying this is true, but if the coronavirus was created in a lab in China, they picked that moment as the moment to say, all right, fuck this. Let's take this thing for a test spin and see where it goes. Call in the bat. (laughs) I have never seen that show, and you subjected me to that, and it was her. Uh, Dancing with Nick Cannon. There was so much going on in that clip. I don't know, I don't know who's more t- more disturbing, her or Nick Cannon at this I'm, point. <laughs> Both for different reasons. Yes, I agree with you there. For the same reasons. I'm not sure. <laughs> and on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, and Ward Morrow. But before we go, a final thought. Rose Montoya, a TikTok influencer, was banned from the White House after she photographed herself topless on the White House lawn. That's a surprising action for the White House to take, considering all the exposed boobs that have previously occupied the Oval Office. (laughs) The real crime here is that she missed an opportunity to post, along with a photo, my name is Rose Montoya, you saw my tatas, prepare to cry. (laughs) i learned many things over our summer break for instance no one likes it when you comment happy pride month on mma videos on youtube i also learned we should all have the freedom to express ourselves how we like for example there is a fan at orioles games who dresses in orange and white robes dressed like jesus of course he's immediately more popular than the other orange jesus who goes by another title the 45th president of the United States. The fan dressed as Orioles Jesus gives me a solution that will benefit all Orioles fans. If the Orioles lose their playoff run, then the only condition for the Angelos family to keep ownership of the team would be to nail John Angelos to a cross and force him to sing a karaoke of Always Look on the Bright Side of Life with James Corden. (laughs) After which we gladly trade him to get Brooks Robinson back. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, Chip Jones, Ward Morrow, 
Joshua Postel, Al Casalia, and Nicole Blessing. Theme music, composed and arranged by Jeroen van der Jurek. Executive producers, Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.